0: Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo. It's the name of the podcast. And to he- today I have Tom Ward. He is the host of the Tom Ward show. He's had some impressive people and that's how I got him here because I saw him like interviewing all this, like Gary Vee and all these influencers. And I was like, look, I need to know the sauce. Like I know what is this guy doing? So that's why I got him here. But I'm going to let him introduce himself and, uh, and, you know, what his show is about.
1: Hey guys. First of all, thank you uh, for having me and thank you for listening or watching wherever you're consuming this content. Uh, my name is Tom Ward. I host the Tom Ward show YouTube channel and podcast where I interview successful entrepreneurs from all walks of life. So like James has said, you know, I've had everyone from Gary Vee to Paris Hilton to Charlie D'Amelio on the show. So successful people in all different types of businesses and you get inspiration and real tips on how to grow or launch your own business too on every episode. So check it out, subscribe, watch the videos, listen to them wherever you want to consume the content.
0: Yeah. He, he's everywhere. I mean, he's putting shorts in like every platform. Like he, you definitely uh, can find him anywhere. And, uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, when you say that you're having those the successful entrepreneurs and, and getting that, it, it resonates a lot with me because it's, it's very similar to, to the the mission of, of this podcast. And that's why I, I thought there was a lot of synergy. Uh, and, uh, you know, on that note, um, one of the things that I really want to know, and I know that the audience want to know is, is, you know, how do you lure these people, right? Like what, what are, what is the value that you're offering to them? Like, how do you manage to get all these high level people, uh, in a podcast with you in the same room, sometimes in, in their houses, I've seen you. So how do you got, yeah. how do you do this?
1: <laughs> yes. For some reason, they actually let me in their houses. I don't know why, but somehow I ended up there. Um, but like you said, it's all about providing value. So I started my career interviewing influencers. Now, this is six years ago when no one was taking influencers seriously. The only people who were were really me and Taylor Lorenz, who used to write for the New York Times and some other publications. But no one was taking these kids seriously. They were just stupid kids making YouTube videos. That's how the world looked at them. So what did I do for them? Well, And why did they all want to sit down with me? Is it because I provided value? I took them seriously. I... I knew they were for real. You know, my friends, my coworkers didn't get it, but I did. I go, guys, they're a multi-million dollar business and they have a 20-person team behind them. They're legit entrepreneurs. Like, you know, just because they make a you know 10-second TikTok video doesn't mean you shouldn't take them seriously. So that was providing value. Forget the article by taking them seriously. And also giving a different perspective. I'm not going to ask about who they're dating. I'm not going to ask what internet beef they're into. I'm going to really get to the core and allow them to speak about something that they don't normally get to talk about. So if you're looking to book guests, if you're a podcaster, aspiring YouTuber, whatever you're doing, you're looking to um, get guests. First of all, be realistic. Don't try to get Gary V for your first episode because you won't get them, but you start small. And like we just talked about, provide some kind of value, whether it's writing for a blog, whether it's something as simple as um, filming it and giving them clips from the interview for their socials because everybody wants content. So that's an idea of something to try to get to kind of where guests your show.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and, uh, you know, one thing that I was thinking and it's based on the content that I I consumed that you put out recently, Mm I think his name is like Jay Barrett, I think. Um, uh, that you have recently, JT like, Barnett, JT Barnett. Okay, something you see, I was like, I, I don't remember exactly, but somewhere along those lines. So, uh, he was saying, and, and this is something very important, uh, attached to what you're saying about oh, like influencers, no, they're for real. Like, when he was saying, like, you know, 20,000 people is the staple center. So, if you have a video that someone watched, even if it's just 30 seconds to a minute, you had. Uh, 30 seconds to a minute in the center of the Staples Center where 20,000 people, full Staples Center was watching a, watching you. Like, just think about- But that, hold, right? hold
1: on though, pause on that. That is true. And the point of that is, even if you get a hundred views on a video, think about that. A hundred people filling up your house, unless you have a huge house, that's a lot of people in your house. So don't discount that number, right? It's a big number. But the point is, maybe they're not watching you. Those million views need to be for the right thing. The thing you want to be known for because the worst thing that can happen to you is you film a TikTok of somebody tripping in front of you on the curb, right? And it's funny and they they fall in a puddle and it's funny, right? So it gets, it's a five second clip that gets a million views. But guess what? No one is gonna follow you. No one even knows what you look like. They hit like because they thought that was funny. So that got you nothing. So more important than that million views, I'd rather have a thousand views on something that Tom Ward said. Because if they like that, I'll actually get more followers from that than I will from the million views on somebody tripping in the street, if that makes sense.
0: No, it, it totally makes sense. And in and, and that way, it's like, uh, you know, just, I was just putting things into perspective, right? Like just like, you know, 20,000 people is a stable center, right? So like being able to reach even millions of people, or even sometimes if you just read hundreds of people of the right people, like it's, it's powerful, right? But it, it's just like the, that perspective. Like it, uh, for me, like when I saw that video, I was like, damn, like, really? You fill out the Staples Center with 20,000 people? And it's like, yep. and then when you say like, oh, Main Street Coachella, like 100,000 people, and it's like, damn like you know that gives me more perspective and i think it's it, it, and i i don't know if it was because your conversation or just other conversations that i saw it's like the human brain it's not really equipped right now to like understand what a million people really looks like right like now numbers people throw them and then like, we, we we think oh a million like everybody can get a million or whatever but like if you think about it just twenty thousand people is a staple center like imagine like million people right like that's so that's so much so like, people kind of under underestimate like what those those things means and that's why like you know you giving that uh to to influencers that were pulling so much so many people like them like they they're doing something this is valuable right and 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 then now to your new point right is like it, you want to talk to the right people you want to be known for the right reasons so that way you actually build your brand, build your community, uh, being able to sell your services and be seen as an authority because people look at your content because of you, not because some trendy sound or, you know, some some hack that you're trying to do to get views, right? Like those are like, you know, cool if you want to get attention, but you really want to get people to get value. And that's why I like, you know, how 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 much how much value can I give in the least amount of time with no fluff? Right? That's the game right now that we're playing in the short video content. So and I see you, you know, I see your grind, I see you posting all these things. And sometimes I think like, damn, like you should get more views because I I I, I, I like it so much. I mean, like, I've been commenting and stuff thank like you. since I found you, right? Because I really, yeah, I really thank like you. it. <laughs> so, um, so then uh, Leading with value, eh, that's the, the the key, that's what I use all the time. Is there any other maybe some roadblocks um that, that may be like, oh, you think that you might be valuable, but that's not valuable? So how do you identify, you know, uh eh, that, that that is valuable in, in, in sometimes what are roadblocks have you found that then you have to kind of reassess and find different strategies?
1: Well, do you do you mean like how do you figure out what the what your value really is if you have five topics on your mind that you want to talk about how do you figure out which one will be most valuable to the audience is that what you mean
0: um yeah let's say let's yeah for the audience and for for guests and just in general for like your brand i guess right like let's just keep it like because right? Tom Ward show, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I want to interview this entrepreneur. So now I have to get them and then now I have to have a format and now I have to. So how do you, what are some roadblocks that you have found on this journey that you were like, damn, like, I thought it was this way and then no, it was different. So then when people want to go to your same direction, you know, they know already kind of what to, what things to expect and, and how to overcome them, given that you, you know, your success.
1: Um. I guess I I kind of figured it out early on. And I think that's and not to be cocky or anything like that or that I'm not smart. I'm not. Number one, I didn't go to journalism school or anything, but I was always in sales. My whole career was in sales. And by the way, I had a real job during this whole time. And uh, six months ago, I finally quit my real job. But I was selling ovens and dishwashers and kitchen equipment to grocery stores. Meanwhile, I'm at Paris Hilton's house on her couch. But that particular day, I had five conference calls about an oven that broke at a grocery store. So I'm like, talk about two totally different worlds. I'm talking about a stupid oven all day. And then all of sudden, I'm at Paris Hilton's house. Like, in what world does this make sense?
0: But I love I love your... that you did sales, right? I think that's a key thing. It's not, yeah. not necessarily why you're selling, you just had a vehicle and then you're learning sales. And I, that's what I'm getting from here. You see, that's what I was trying to get. I was just kind of scared, but thank you for kind of going that direction because that's the thing, like, so you did sales and then sales yeah. is such a powerful skill. It doesn't matter what you sell, right? Like, it, Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So what I learned in sales, and which a lot of salespeople don't get, is the most important thing the most important thing to do is listen. Is the worst kind of salespeople are the ones like you think of the used car sales, right? He's just blah, blah 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 just talking non-stop, trying trying to get you to buy what he wants you to buy instead of listening to the customer and selling them what they need and what they really want. All you have to do is listen. They'll tell you, I have been successful at sales, they'll tell you what you, they want. And of course, you know, they want a lower price than you want to sell it for and stuff and you negotiate and come in the middle, but you have to listen to them and it's the same thing with interviewing it's like okay you know my whole thing is you can't only listen so interviewing is tricky it's a finesse kind of thing so for me it's like 65% listening you know 35% talking or 60 40 because the worst interview you could do is so James tell me about your career and you shut up, and James talks. <laughs> and then he stops talking, and then you read from your notes, well, hey, here's the next question. That's horrible. And the other thing by doing that is you don't create any value for yourself, so why would anyone follow you? They don't know anything about you. You're just a piece of paper with questions on them. That's really all you are. You have to insert yourself into the conversation without being pushy or taking over or making it about you. So, I know I'm kind of saying two different things, like listen, but also talk and, <laughs> and kind of balance? insert yourself. It's it's a balance. And, you know, that was the you asked about roadblocks. That was probably the hardest thing to figure out is how do sure. I insert myself <laughs> and make it a little bit about myself without trying to take over the conversation? Or, you know, instead of just listening all the time to <laughs> insert myself, you know what I mean? Just trying to figure out that balance
0: took me that was the biggest robot for me is trying to figure that out definitely so do you see that this this i'm glad that we got here because it's 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 go look at my first episode go look at my first couple episodes like horrible like because i, I didn't i just didn't you get joke. the balance i just didn't get it i just it's it's i think that i'm good at conversating but then when you start doing podcasts you start doing content like especially the podcast side is is you start like l- listening to that and you're like damn like cringing and everything it's like damn like like i, I should have said like that many times <laughs> i, I kind oh of i'm the same more. way <laughs> man so all those things so that's why I-, I love this this conversation right now where we're going because it's it's something that there's so much value in this like like their sales right so it's a big takeaway right like look look doesn't matter what it was like. He started selling, and then that skill set he was able to then bring it to sell people into getting into a conversation. And now I'm guessing you're, you're selling people into some programs or stuff, right? Like you now that you quit your job, right? So sure. the sales is a big part. The other part is um being being a good becoming a great communicator, and that is something that is the podcast. This podcast has been like has uh, has pushed me to to the, to become like the best communicator possible because I was tired of seeing my content and just cringe at all the things. So now I pause more. I, I say like way less. I sometimes they still sneak in right here and there. And, uh, and I know how to, how to, okay, let me put my two cents, but then let me, let me just pass it back. Like that ping pong, is that ping pong? Like, how do you do do that? Is the the hardest thing. So, thank you for that for bringing this conversation to that because it's the most the most important thing. So then,
1: well, hold on real quick on that. I want to interrupt you. Okay.
0: The other thing that I did
1: that I surprisingly a lot of people don't know about this. It's a group called Toastmasters. Now I'm a perfectionist. I want to do everything I do, whatever it is, to the highest level. And I was always a good public speaker. You know, I was always picked in grade school to speak and stuff. I get, it was just, I was good at talking, I guess. But I, I still had my likes, my ums, you know, my, they call them crutch words. And as my career progressed, now I was in front of CEOs and presidents of the companies, and I was 20 years younger than them or 30 years younger than them. And I just, I didn't feel like I was an equal. So anyway, there's this group called Toastmasters, and it's a public speaker. Group And because the person, you listening to this or you watching this, chances are you, you don't like speaking in public. That's people's number one fear. So this is a way in a in a comfortable group setting because no one there is great or they wouldn't be there in the first place. So everybody's in the same boat. And you have a little job each week, you know, whether you're going to do the introduction or you're going to give a little speech for a minute. And then people are going to kind of grade you and go. And the, the most important thing was, like you said, like, they call them crutch words they ring a bell in there every time you say a crutch word. So you're thinking about trying to give your speech and trying to stay on topic and trying to pace yourself and stuff. And all of a sudden you hear ding, 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 ding. And you go, Holy fuck. And at the end they go, Tom, you said like 32 times in a minute and a half. And you're like, Whoa, okay. I thought I was doing pretty good. So, you know, like any other skill, You're not just born with this. If people could see the amount of prep I do before an interview to make it look like I'm just hanging out at their house on the couch and just talking about whatever pops in my head, you have no idea. I spend five to six to seven hours doing prep for each interview to make it look effortless and easy. So you have to put in the work. If you really want to take this seriously and you really want to be a YouTuber or a podcaster, um, like you did, you know, you're looking at your content and saying, man, I say like a lot. And you're being critical and you're kind of grading yourself. Um, You really got to put in the work. This is treat it like a job. That's what every YouTuber I've ever interviewed always says to aspiring creators out there is treat it like a job, not a little hobby. Like, if you want to do this, do it right. Don't mess around
0: yeah don't like you know if you're gonna do anything just you know if you're not willing to go all in then why even start right like that that's the thing that's it's it's a a thing right now like we're so used to so short stimulants right scrolling it's like whoa 30 seconds or three seconds but like i just keep looking for the next stimulant and and that's like as a society has it's been kind of detrimental and that's why now I, i i think that Whoever can focus the most, that's whoever that's the guy like, that can win the most, right? Like it, it's a key thing. If you can focus on something, just hyper focus and just be willing to commit to it for years, not a couple months, not a couple like no years, because it that's what it takes. Like if you want to be good, it, it that's what it takes. Like I'm doing, I've been doing this journey now for two years and seven months, uh, and I I'm doing it full time. Thank you. Uh, I've been uh, full-time, I've been almost two years. Like I I, I think it was like eight months in and I was already like, I got two five-figure deals and I quit my job. I was like, I'm out. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I'm out. And to be honest, it wasn't like I haven't figured it out. And I'm still figuring things out. I'm still not even at the three year mark. Usually after the three year mark, that's when most people is like, Well, you survived the three years. The percentage of businesses that survived three years is like what, well, like less than 10 per- less than five percent, I think. It's like so small, right? I already I read um And that note, I read a post yesterday that, oh, they did from, uh, so the State of the Union happened yesterday, just so, you know, give perspective to people when we're recording this. And uh, they were saying that 10 million Americans opened an LLC, like opening a business last year, 10 million, like out of those 10 million, like only a couple thousand will survive like three years, right? So then me being able to get to this point is it definitely an accomplishment, but I'm still trying to figure things out. But the reason that I've been able to do this is because I went all in. Like I'm all in, all in on content, all in on PR, all in on just entrepreneurship. And dude, it's it's so hard. Like, I mean, I, I get days like yesterday, oh, great day. And then suddenly at the end, there was some things going on. It's like, oh, this is gonna get done. And then I just, oh, my employee and my contractor and stuff. And just, oh, damn. And then ended up the day on a bad note. And it was like, ah, oh, you know, like, and after it was going good. So there's so many challenges. And, and that's why I like bringing people like you and, and like you know a lot of people to give people perspective. That's the main thing that I want to give people is perspective and then actionable steps so they can move forward. Um. So on that note, is there any like, you know, biggest takeaways that you would like to leave the audience with?
1: as far as what like booking guests and like having a successful podcast all or? to
0: you like if you have like you know you have the stage right like what is the biggest takeaways either one or two like that you want to look i have this chance to talk to this audience of so service, their business owners business leaders what yeah. is something that you want to uh give to, to them before leaving
1: okay um Nothing is free, and this applies to whether you own your own business or you have a podcast. It's all about providing value. I think what a lot of people do is I get requests all the time to do stuff, and there's nothing in it for me at all. Right? <laughs> I would like to get something out of for my time, you know, a little something. Every single person I approach, whether it's a brand or it's a guest for the podcast. Um, Or even inviting, you know, uh, a a connection I want to make to lunch or coffee. I always make it about them. And I always want to give them something. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong, especially in sales or when you're having a podcast, you know, you're trying to get a guest or, or you're even trying to get views on a video. You know, you post something, you expect the world's gonna love you and you're gonna get five million views and life is gonna be great. And you quit your job. No, it doesn't work like that. There's overnight success. success is like an Alex Earl, but that's one in a billion. But to really grow in your career or on social or in the podcast and YouTube world, you gotta provide value. The person watching you, watching or listening right now, you're the customer. And James gotta make you happy. And I'm trying, I'm here trying to keep you happy too. That's why James, you know, my job is not to piss you off. We want to, we want you to stay, subscribe to his podcast, make sure you show up every week for great guests. But what are you doing for the person in their car listening to this? What are you doing for the person sitting across from you or at your desk that, you know, is is coming to you to help them solve a problem, right? What are you doing for them? And don't take a selfish attitude. Don't look at it what can I get out of this? Ooh, I you know what? I'll get an extra $1,000 if I sell them product B. Well, is that the right product for them? Are they going to go home and ether wears off and they're going to be pissed off they didn't buy the other product? I would rather make $500 on a sale, but give them what they want, give them a great experience. And guess what? People look at things too short-term. Just like you said, because we're in the TikTok where a second is a long time to watch a video, right, because we scroll so fast. But look at it long term. Instead of just what you can get out of this one little transaction right now and you got your balance sheet and you're looking at it for this quick interaction, don't look at it like that. Look at it for a lifetime view. What's that customer worth to you over a length of time? What's that listener worth to to you over a length of time? So the point in, in all of this and just in life is provide value in anything that you do. And guess what? Rewards will come. It might not come out of that one transaction, but it will come in some form, um, and you'll get you'll get way more than trying to suck it out of somebody.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, something that uh, Jason Miller, which is the CEO, CEO, strategic advisor, board owner of this podcast, because I'm a guest podcaster for it, um, he tells me like, "Look, give value for as long as it takes." you really want something you really want a guest like just give value as long as it takes and and i kind of have been applying those things i mean i applied that with you right like i reach out initially and then like i reach out on other things i started commenting starting like putting meaningful comments and looking for ways like like how can i add value right like i was like look i really want to talk to this guy how can I have value? I started commenting, start doing meaningful stuff, right? And just, and then I'm still like, even after that, after this, it's like, you know, how can I build value? Because I want to build very strong and genuine relationships. Relationships are everything in business especially, yeah. right? And in life, just in general, right? To think about it, like having the relationship that the friend of a friend now invite you to a boat and now you'll be able to get to the boat, right? Just because of that relationship, or you got to the party, or you got to the event, or you got to whatever the case may be, right? Relationships is the most important thing. And that's, like you said, it's like, stop thinking so, so short term. Like relationship, you should make relationships that ideally you want them forever. Because again, if you're not willing to commit completely, then what even start, right? There's seven, over 7 billion people. Like just, you don't have to like serve everybody. Just find your tribe, add value. And like when you find those people, just, you know, keep them around, right? Good people, you want to keep them around. And uh, something that that I want to like uh, kind of before before hopping out of this, because you said something trigger triggered me is, so how do... I wanna know about like the strategy that you use. Okay, the value, we kind of went on the high level, but are you using, are you prioritizing email? Are you prioritizing certain social media or is the strategy is like, depending who's this person I like decide, you know, how do you go about, cause even reaching out to people, it's hard, right? Like especially high level people. So how do you go, like, what's your turn of thought? Like, other than the value, okay, I have the value, but now how am I gonna be able to even get them to see that I want to give them value. Like, what is that part? What are you doing? Uh, so
1: are you talking specifically about getting guests?
0: Yeah. Getting so, guests. I think that's the yeah. main thing I want to <laughs> Of course.
1: Sure. That's fine. Um, so you, you have to do two things, right? You have to look short-term and long-term. So you got to go, I want to interview Paris Hilton. Okay. Well, that took me eight months to, to interview her, but at the same time, I'm going, wait, I need a guest next week. So you got to think long term and short term. So you have to have some kind of strategy. Some hey, I want Gary Vee at some point. Okay, well you may never get him, but if you do, it's going to take some time to get there. Meanwhile, while you got to do a show every week, so you got to be thinking small, small ball and long ball. So you got to be doing both. And how do you reach them? Um, social media. I think Twitter is your best bet for a celebrity or somebody big to see you. They don't read Instagram DMs. TikTok now they kind of open DMs, but um, most people don't have them open. So unless they follow you, they're not. You can't reach them, and it's really hard to figure out who the PR person is for somebody. It's almost impossible now if they're a, like an actor, IMDb Pro. Um, you can subscribe to that. It's an Amazon company. You can you know pay forty bucks a month, and they'll give you their manager's information, their PR person's information. Um, and sometimes you can find that if they have their own um, website. If it's an entrepreneur and he has a website, a lot of times there'll be a contact form you can do where they'll say for press inquiries, you know, reach out to this person. Um, but just be sincere. You know, I when I interviewed Gary V, I didn't have any followers. I had a channel with like three thousand subscribers, and I actually asked him. I go, Gary why are you even doing this? (laughs) Why? Why are you wasting your time with me? Basically, he said, micro exposure. He said, Well, we get 1000s of requests every single day, but we liked what you're about and what your request was. And we just love your energy. So I think it's just being sincere and not sending a form letter. I get requests all the time. And you can tell it's just Instead of it was the last email was to Bob and now they just <laughs> erase Bob and they go hi Tom and it's the same exact email. You got to personalize it, so take the extra five minutes to per- personalize it. Um, but I think your best bet is social media, and I think it's Twitter and Instagram DM. I guess it's worth doing. I think but
0: LinkedIn it's it's one that, that has has uh, for me uh, to mm-hmm. connect with people. Uh, LinkedIn has been one for for you. Uh, we kind you kind of answer me on both Instagram and and LinkedIn, and that me like with other like you know Forbes contributors or people like LinkedIn seems to be one that uh, has um the the most response rate. So that's that's what I was kind of bringing that uh, with you because I kind of want to know. I mean I'm in PR right. Like this is this is very important for me um and because you know i want to connect with people and now one other thing that is like that i think this is, this is going to be the last thing is is so now how do you reach out to brands and is that how you're monetizing now right because you just quit yeah. so is this the the thing that's the money maker brands and how are you doing yeah how are you doing it
1: brand deals and it's funny so it's a grind so same no thing. I I outsource a lot of like social media content and editing and stuff. But the one thing, the two things I don't outsource is guest booking because it means more coming from me than somebody who doesn't really have skin in the game. It means more that hey, me, Tom Ward, this guy right here. I'm a fan of you and I want to work with you and I I, th- I want to talk about X, Y, and Z. And it's the same thing with brands. I reach out to them and it's every day. Like if you look at my to do to do list today, I have one hour brand brand outreach. So sometimes you know things get busy, but I try to spend an hour on brand outreach and an hour on guest outreach every single day, even at this point. Because you go, Hey Tom, you got a cool guest and you get to work with cool brands? Yeah, but you don't understand. I I emailed and stalked the the you know the CMO of the company on LinkedIn and sent them DMs and sent them Uh, you know, uh, out of 100 emails, maybe I get two replies. So it's all it's a numbers game, right? You just don't get discouraged. And it's a long. like I talked about before, it's a long game. And it's all about, did you do something to get that brand deal today? Did you go on LinkedIn and try to figure out who their marketing head or that the head of social is? You know, did you even go a step further? And sometimes on LinkedIn, you'll see the link their Twitter account. So did you go a step further? Find them on Twitter, then shoot them a message on Twitter too. Like, how far did you go? And it's just a grind. It takes time. There's no sexy answer, but it's about spending that time every single day trying to get there.
0: I get. You know, I did tell you that it was the last thing, but then now, absolutely. <laughs> so, you take as much so, time as you
1: want, bro. Uh, so
0: uh, I just uh, want to respect for all your time and and. So this thing is, so you get the brand. So how do you, how do you plug in like those deals? Right? Like, are you saying like, I'm going to put it in the show or do you have different strategies to this? Cause this is obviously I'm a podcaster, right? Like I want to know these things. Sure. So it's
1: either, um, you know, it could be sponsoring a video. This video is brought to you by X. Um, My strategy now is packaging it all together because my content's everywhere and I don't care where you consume it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, but not YouTube, thank you. If you want to just follow me on Twitter and the podcast, cool. So why would I just give a brand one channel? I want to give them everything because, in all reality, my social media clips get way more views than my YouTube full-length video does. So why am I just trying to sell them on the YouTube video? So ideally, when I work with a brand, I provide everything, and plus that looks that makes my numbers look bigger too. I can say instead of just saying this is my audience on YouTube, hey, this is on YouTube, this is on the podcast, It's what I have on Instagram, this is what I have on. Um, you know, Twitter, et cetera, and you got to go through your channels that way. And, you know, let's do a long term partnership. Ideally, I want a long term partnership on all channels, right? So I can deliver for the company too, because I want to deliver. I don't want to just get a check and them getting no sales or no conversions out of it. I want them to win too. That's, I mean, I obsessively try to make that happen. So that's my strategy. Always try to go long-term because you can't really judge a campaign based on one episode. The guest might not have been right or your thumbnail might not have been strong enough. There's a million reasons people don't watch a video or listen to a podcast. But if you really do have a good show and you're delivering value and your content's good, well, guess what? Over a month or two months, they'll start to see that. The brand will start seeing the conversion sales and whatever else they're looking for so to me it's all about you know maximizing your audience on all channels and promoting that
0: and um, so other than like okay sponsored by that's like the easy one i think uh but then you know how do you sneak that in into like the shorts right like shorts you have like no space for fluff uh, is it visu- yeah. visually just just like a stay put, it, up put or... the logo
1: put the logo on the screen
0: perfect you that know, is yeah what
1: you're in a 10-second video, I don't have time to say. Oh, by the way, fly United Airlines <laughs> this summer. Take your vacation. I don't have time to do that, but you could
0: put a little logo on it. Perfect. Okay, that's what see. I've seen that in stuff because I'm I'm just trying to. I want to do these things, right? Like I want to level up. Uh, I'm going to have my first in-person podcast uh, next week. So next uh, Wednesday, so it's Wednesday. So seven days from now, uh, it's going to be here. I'm in Hillsborough, Oregon, which is close to Portland. And I, so Hillsboro is known because it's wine country that I have a lot of wine country kind of close to my house. And we're going to have, a, I met with this marketing guy that he used to be a winery guide or wine wine guide. Um, and, uh, and he's connected with all that things. So I had a conversation with him uh, that we met online and, and there's like, oh, we're local. Let's do something local. Like I want to do a in-person podcast. Like, damn, like I have like a guy with a camera there that I got to set up. I don't have my own camera and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, you know, I have, I have video guy. Don't worry. And it's like, look, what if we do it on a winery? Because he told me about the winery thing. And I was like, dude, like be be cool. magic. And he literally, we hope of the call, I think he was like. Maybe an hour later, he's like, "Hey, I already have like couple, like three of them interested. I I gave you confirmation. Literally, like by the end of the day, it's like, yeah, separate this time. We're gonna be here, and it was like a month, a month away, which you know it was three weeks ago, let's say, right? So, nice. and it was amazing. And then he has this uh, marketing uh, roundtable. he's like a book club, so I've been going to that, and we've been connecting that way to other people, and now building that relationship that way." And now when we go to the podcast, we've been seeing each other every week since because of that book club that I've been joining. So now I, I'm like super looking forward to that. Like right? my first one there's gonna be like video. So then I'm gonna go all the clips. So then for that one, I wanna get some some sponsors because that I'm gonna I'm gonna blow that out of the water, right? Like I've been practicing yeah. hard on how can I do like the fluff and everything in that preparation, like you said earlier, right? Like i am been going hard. So that's why I'm giving you all this because I, I want to apply it. And I know there's a lot of people that I advise all the time and during this podcast and everything is that to follow my steps in a way or like not necessarily but the framework. Right. Like podcasting, there's such a huge opportunity still like you're not late. You're not late. If anything, you go, you're still early as fuck. Like, you know, there's so many more YouTubers than podcasters that if you do podcasting and you get that, there's not that many podcasts that survive like more than like 10 episodes or so. Like I, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So if you get stay consistent, you get value, you follow all the steps that we go through this podcast literally like you can go and change your brand like obviously it's gonna be a grind it's not gonna be just oh i got a podcast i'm i'm it's it's gonna be a grind but this grind has been my favorite grind to be honest be like for me like the podcast more than like the pr is cool when i get people in certain places and stuff but the conversations that i get here what i learn the perspective like the just the fun the energy oh my god like podcast so that's why i want to have my own studio so then i can then have my content playground and just have like the, the biggest and brightest minds that I can. Right. And just, you know, follow, following the steps here of Tom, you know, I get Gary Vee, to <laughs> so get out of Demilio. you get there, oh, man. So, you do but, a good show. Yeah. I, I to be honest, I, I, I have no doubt that I can do it. Now it's just the grind. Right. Like, and that's why I ask people like you, so I can accelerate my growth too. So Oh man. You know, thank you for, for taking the time to come here. I think, you know, it was fun. I make notes cause like I said, like I'm very intentional, very intentional. Like I'm taking notes. I'm following this, I'm separating like how I'm going to do the, the brand deals and all these things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely following this thing. So thank you for, for the advice. It was, it was I know I will let you know how it goes. Right. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Yeah,
1: and let me know if there's anything I can help with too. Just feel free to reach
0: out. Perfect. No, like, I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, I messaged you and stuff, You reply. So, you know, I appreciate that. I also have like, um, maybe we can connect, like, you know, I have my Slack community or stuff and, you know, we can, we can find ways to connect and I, hopefully we can collaborate, maybe, you know, like a, do something in person. Right. Like I, I see, I feel, I see a lot of synergies in here. So it's just about like, how can we add value to each other and, and stay connected. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. So, Thank you, Tom, again, you know, for, for doing this super fun. Uh, and, um, I just want to say, uh, something that I like saying like at the end of a lot of the podcast is like, you don't get what you want, you get what you believe. And this is something that Mr. Johnson, uh, he, 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 he gave, he gave me that quote and impact me like very hard. It's like, damn, like, I want this, I want that, I want that. But like, you gotta believe that you deserve it and to believe in yourself, you have to put in the work, because if not, then you're lying to yourself. And, and so that's what I want to say, just believe in yourself and uh, and just grind until you get your, your dreams. Um, so that's it. Uh, so this was um, Tom Ward and James Fu, and this is us signing off. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.